Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Happy Easter Tuesday to everyone out there. A blessed Easter to all as we are in the octave of Easter and the season of Easter as well. Hope everyone had a blessed Easter Sunday and Easter weekend, uh, a solid end to their Lenten journeys. And welcome to episode 340 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, where, of course, we will start off with a blessed Easter uh, wish to all of the members of the Asgardian community. But also, we'll tonight talk about some Marvel Trolls. Yes, the Marvel Trolls are back, ladies and gentlemen. You start talking about Doctor Strange or any Marvel film, and the Marvel stands, they just come out in full force, and uh, it gets kind of crazy. And... Also, you and all know, when the Marvel stands and the Marvel trolls start to come out, the man, I think it's a man, who is literally obsessed with me, who creates, no kidding, has probably created about 50 different accounts at this point, all to post the same thing about Christian Bale, has also come back. (laughs) It's just amazing. He just comes out of nowhere. And no matter how many times I report his channels for spam, because he literally posts it 20 times, no matter how many times I report his channels, he somehow still is able to create more and more. So it's just yet another reminder and yet another reason to say, YouTube, you suck. Anyway, not the people of YouTube, right? The people, the Asgardian community on YouTube, you are all amazing, but YouTube as, a, as an infrastructure, as, as a company, suck. Anyway, just had to get that out and off my chest because it just gets really annoying at this point. It's not even that it doesn't even really make me angry. It's just annoying. And here's the thing that I don't think the trolls or this dude understands. I have no problem hitting on that nice little hide channel button. I cannot tell you how many times I've had to hit the hide channel button, uh, specifically with the guy's 50 channels. But if any person comes into the chat or into the comment section on my videos, that's an extension of the Asgardian community. So if you want to have an opinion, you're more than welcome to express that opinion. I've got no problem with people having different opinions. There are several people who are even in this chat who are even supporters of me that are excited for Doctor Strange who are excited for some of the Marvel films that are set to come out, but they know how to share those expressions, or rather, they know how to express themselves and share themselves in a respectful manner and have a fun and good conversation. Whereas when it comes to the typical Marvel stan, as we like to call them, right, the the, the Marvel obsessed who have to come to the defense of a multi-billion dollar corporation every five seconds, if you just even for a second question the narrative or question and doubt the intentions of the company trying to push woke political ideologies and identity politics into their films even just for a second they will attack you they will spam you and they will just be downright not good people (laughs) and i have no tolerance for that at all whether it's in the chat and my valkyrie are always great at being able to, to cut that nonsense out or in my comment section either, because unlike some other channels that you might hang around, I, I do read the comments. I don't get to read them all. I, I don't necessarily get to process them all. 
even if my eyes do actually set themselves on every single comment at some point. But I do read them. And I love my community. I love my Asgardian community. I love seeing the people that try to get that first comment out. I like to see the conversations that get sparked because there are disagreements in the Asgardian community. As I mentioned, there are people that are excited for some of the upcoming MCU films. There are people that liked some of the previous MCU films that I was not a fan of, just like there are people here, the vast majority, I would argue, who liked Sonic the Hedgehog 2 when I did not. There's no problem with a difference of opinion. There's no problem with an open discussion. But when you come into my comment section, when you come into my house, as it were, when you come into my community, because my comment section is an extension to my community, and you try to act like an ass or troll, I have no tolerance for it. And where other channels might say, oh, just ignore them, man. Just let them talk to them. I have no tolerance for it. I've got no patience for it. And it's very easy just to click, hi, channel. Go ahead and talk to yourself. You may not be used to that with some of the other channels that you interact with. And if this is not what you expected more, again, no tolerance for it whatsoever. Anyway, with all that out of the way, hello to everybody. Yes, indeed, the purple light is gone. The one weekend of pink light is also gone, but the purple light of Lent is gone because we are indeed in the season of Easter. And so I tried to get the lighting color to be as close to white as I could. And yes, go ahead and <laughs> make make your comments and make your jokes, as I'm sure there will be plenty. By the way, Vincent, by the by the way, why did I say by the way? Um, Vincent Womack, hello to you, good sir. Thanks for hanging out over on Odyssey. But let's say hello to the people over here on the YouTubes, a part of the Asgardian community. And again, love you all very, very much. Visit Womack coming in over on YouTube as well, saying, Thor looks meh. Yeah, I was not really all that impressed by the trailer. There were some parts that piqued my interest, because I do have a genuine interest in the character of Thor. I do like Chris Hemsworth as an actor. Um, Obviously, Chris Pratt is also in the trailer, and I'm a fan of his, too. And it's going to be interesting, I think, to see some of those different characters and those different dynamics that might play out. But at the same time, I know exactly where this is leading to. I know exactly what this entire film is meant to prop up. And it's going to be female Thor. And it's amazing to me that people still, again, the Marvel stands, will still come out and try and argue, hey, it was in the comics. It was in the comics, don't you know? Yeah, how successful was that run in the comics? That's a that's a great follow-up. Oh, okay, it was in the comics. Okay, when did it come out in the comics? Is it recent, or is it actually like old-school, old-age comics? Okay, is it classic comics or new-age comics? And then, how well did it do? Did it do well? Did it not do so well? Let's have a conversation, then, about it. Because just because something is in the comics, especially in today's day and age... When a lot of things have been in the comics, Captain Marvel, for instance, this new iteration with Brie Larson also has been in the comics as well. Some of the other garbage that we have coming down the pipe as well has also been in the comics. And yet, does that make it good? Does that make it okay? Does that make it justifiable? No. And at the end of the day, what it comes down to for me is there is only one Thor. And he is Thor. You all know this is OMB Reviews. I and I am Odin. 
So you know that I do have an affinity towards this universe especially. So to try and hear anyone try to argue saying, well, it's in the comic, I don't care. It's a stupid idea and it's a stupid concept. Whether it's in the comic or not. But this understanding or this lack of understanding of the fact that Thor is a person and they're trying to say, well, it's the power of Thor. It's like, no, Thor is is a person. The power of Thor references an actual person. And if that's the try and if that's the kind of logic you're going to try and use to prop up Natalie Portman as female Thor, you don't really have a lot of ground to stand on at this point. Just saying. Uh, Master of Gaming, what's going on? Am I the only one who's more excited for the Northmen than Thor Love and Thunder? I'm sure there are a lot of people in the chat that would agree with you. James Hurley, what are your thoughts on the Harry Potter movies? I like them, but Azkaban is my favorite for dark, grimy tone. Visually weird and time travel that did not piss me off. (laughs) And Cuaron. Yeah, people often forget that Alfonso Cuaron did the, uh, did the, was the director for that. And it, he did a great job, I think, directing it. It's also my favorite. I will, I will, I will also say that uh, Prisoner of Azkaban is also my favorite of the films. It's also my favorite of the books. I've only read the first three, but the third one I still like because, again, it does have that, that darker tone to it, which I, I really do thoroughly enjoy and like a lot. Um, but as far as the Harry Potter films themselves, I actually, it was funny. A student asked me about this today as well, and I said, you know, I think the first three are pretty solid. You know, the first two are nice little kids' films. They don't really deviate too much um and 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 try and do too much i think you know they they're adaptations so they leave certain things out of the books or leave certain things from the books out but i think that you know it's one it's the first few i think that really still capture a lot of the love especially from fans of the book and i feel like it's a place where a lot of people can like find common ground on once you go past 3 it's when you start to really get a lot of divergent opinions and also for me at least that's when I start to like confuse them and I just can't tell the difference between any of them. And I'm just going to be honest with that. They all blend together. I mean, obviously with four, you do have the, the Triwizard Tournament. So I guess that is a distinctive quality of that film, which definitely stands out. But when you get to Half-Blood Prince, Order of the Phoenix, and then the two films at the very end, you know, uh, of Deathly Hallows, like all that stuff, especially Order of the Phoenix and Half-Blood Prince, all that stuff mixes together for me. As far as the movies are concerned, I honestly, if you were to ask me a quiz about which film is which thing from, and it was between those two, I would never have an idea. I would never be able to figure that out. <laughs> just just going to be honest. By the way, Masters of Nerdum, thank you for becoming a member at the Citizen of Asgardian level here on YouTube. I very much appreciate that, good sir. Uh, also, I did want to shout out my newest Patreon member, One-Eyed Jack. Thank you very much for joining. I will be adding the shout out to you at the end of the video at some point in the future. All right. Already, I'm, 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 man, I'm, almost, I'm almost already behind the chat. So uh, if any comment gets skipped, I apologize. Snorpipus Cuber, how are humans and other quitters? What's going on? How's it going? James Riley says, Movie Bob did a video on why won't Fantastic Beast 3 because J.K. Rowling wrote it and is transphobic. He is awful. He attacks. Dude, that's so... Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I just think that entire... That whole concept is stupid because, look... I'm not a big fan of J.K. Rowling because I don't think that um, I don't like a lot of the ideas that she holds to. I just it just it's not it's not in me uh, to to support her outright in that way. But when it comes to this specific issue, for anyone to call her transphobic is just ridiculous. Like, 
they made up i mean obviously they they continue to make up random crap and random terms all the time but they made up brand new terms i think almost specifically for her at least i had never heard what was it called it it's like a turf or something i had not ever heard that before until everything that happened with jk rowling and so i can appreciate the novels that she did i can appreciate those elements but let's be honest I think that Fantastic Beast has exposed she's not all that great of a writer because she's been the primary writer of these three films. The first one was okay. The second one was downright garbage. And then the third one was just, you know, either the third one I haven't seen yet, but I've heard at least it's better than the second one. But whenever anyone ever says it's better than the second one, the second one was so bad. That's not saying much of anything. Uh, James Early says, I didn't see Fantastic Beasts because Father Stu looked interesting. Well, I'm glad that you saw Father Stu. Father Stu is a fantastic film. I gave it an A- and it's solid. Tina, what's going on? Thank you very much for being here. Empress of the Universe and Stephanie B, because it's a Tuesday, will indeed be a little bit later than usual with her new schedule. Uh, Granaris, what's going on? Welcome. Coliseum Builder says, Ave, Ave. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for being here. Keely Chow, what is going on? We also got Candy T in the chat. Hail Candy T, thanks for being a member on the channel. Orange Hat Reviews, hail to you. Happy Blessed Resurrection. And did you hear Ezra Miller's threw a, ch- threw a chair at someone and got arrested again? Can't say I'm all that surprised. And I, at this point, I just want him to get help. I really do. I don't like when people go through that. Some people might enjoy that, right? You know, obviously there's, there is that concept of schadenfreude. I know all of us have experienced it, myself included. But I think in this specific case, he is just in he is such a troubled person and is going through so much right now as far as issues. I feel like I, I kind of almost want there to be I, I like I would love if Robert Downey Jr. randomly like appeared alongside next to him in public. And it was like because he was intervening, saying, hey, I've been there. You need to get your act together now because he needs help. He needs some serious help. And, and unless he gets it now, again, I, I feel bad for him. I really do. Some people may not agree with that sentiment, but when I see someone going through something like that, I, I can't find joy in it because, as you see, he's he's going to hurt a lot of people, not just himself. Uh, Mr. Roy, what's going on, good sir? Uh, chef, Nick Nero, what is going on? Thank you very much for being here. Minnesota hockey fan, what's going on, good sir? How about a hockey player? How about a hockey player? Uh, let's see. Father Christopher Miller says, Marvel fans are going nuts because Thor is gay. Ah, uh, yes. The whole looking into the ice thing. <laughs> I like how that's what they got out of it. I like how that's what they stick to. But what's amazing to me is that while they focus on that, these are the same people that are also torching the fact that Chris Pratt is in the film. These are the same Twitter mobs, Twitter mobsters, really who are trying to cancel Chris Pratt yet yet again. And why? Because he's Christian. So much for being open-minded and accepting. Uh, General Wingster says, your background is so white. Al Sharpton becoming to race. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't need to have any color whatsoever that's even close to white for that to be the case. I think every breath that he takes leads to some type of race baiting. <laughs> uh, Brian Barth, what's going on? Rosie G12, hail to you. Thanks for being here. Uh, Coliseum Builder says, we're all obsessed with you. Oh, oh really? 
Should I be scared? <laughs> Tina says, that Christian Bale dude posts on everyone's channel. Yeah, okay. I'm glad to hear that it's not it's not just me then. Glad to hear it's not just me, Tina. But yeah, the Christian Bale dude is just annoying. It's like, bro, all I need to do is click hide user and your comments just disappear. They go away. Uh, says, you repainted your room. Nope. Just, just, just change the light. Just change the light color. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. Let's see. Master of the Nerd and what's going on? Good sir. Thanks for it again. Being a member on the channel. Very much appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Orange Eye Review says, Christian Bale troll is getting on my nerves as well. This guy is a plague of biblical proportions. I agree. And I will say, if anyone who's watching right now ever sees him in especially this community, um, if you ever see his comments in uh, on, on any of the videos, report them and do not engage. Just report them and do not engage, because as soon as I see them, they're gone. Uh, it's best just not to respond to the guy, and hopefully, once he is talking to himself in the loneliness that is the hidden world of YouTube, maybe, maybe, he'll eventually give up. Uh, if ever sci-fi, what is going on? Thanks for being here. General Wingster, tired to say, you don't have to ban me. I'm a lovable man. No, you are a pet troll. There's a difference. There's trolls, and then there's pet trolls. You are a pet troll, good sir. And you are, you are welcome. Brian Barr says, saw M. Night Shyamalan signs. Thoughts on M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, he's okay. Again, he, he's made a couple of good films throughout his life. But then he's also not made some good films. I think uh, Split, a lot of people thought that Split was going to be a return to form for him. Because Split was so good. And then he made Glass. And Glass just was not as good as Split. It was It was okay. But it was just nowhere near the level of where of where Split was. And then recently, he made the film Old, and it was not good. It was not well-written at all. Uh, and it was a bit of a mess. It was a bit of a mess. Uh, Candy T says, that Thor trailer was nothing but woke nonsense. Yeah, I mean, I will say that it really isn't until the very end where they start to put in some of the stuff where you're like, okay, we can see where this film's going, but... Yeah, it's just nothing all that special, you know? Uh, ZK Man, what's going on, good sir? How's it going? Uh, Guile Quint, what's going on? Thanks for being here. Uh, Minnesota Hockey Fan, who's a member, says Thor 4 will be garbage. I think there's a chance. James Hurley says Northman looks like toxic, toxic masculinity is back. Yeah, and when the film doesn't make its money back, that's going to be the narrative. Unfortunately, the narrative is going to be... Uh, you know, this movie that stars a white male, a white male and toxic masculinity failed because people it's like, no, 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 no. If it's if it fails, it's going to be because their marketing has been terrible, not because the trailer's been bad. It's just because they haven't really been doing much with their trailers. They haven't really been doing much of anything uh, to to try and promote their film in any real way, unfortunately. And I think that is ultimately going to be what leads to the film Unfortunately, not likely making its money back. Again, that $90 million budget is going to be a huge problem for that film going forward. No doubt about it. Uh, Victor Fontaine says, don't let the trolls get to you. We got your back. I took the Marvel hate along with Gary Dendrotic for slamming on Shang-Chi when it came out. Dude, again, I anytime, anytime a Marvel film comes out and you put even a somewhat critical thought out there, even just a somewhat critical thinking thought out there, they come out of the shadows and they just they just attack. It's it's insane. 
It really is like the it's, you know, kind of similar to what we saw with COVID, right? This mass formation psychosis that was going on, which I think is finally starting. Like the veil is finally starting to lift. How awesome was it yesterday, by the way, everybody? I don't know if y'all saw those videos on Twitter, but when they announced like some of the pilots were announcing over the intercom mid flight about how the mass mandate was being lifted because a federal judge declared it unconstitutional. Finally, by the way. And what was almost everyone's reaction? 99% of the people on the flight's reaction, cheers, taking it off right away, throwing it in the trash. There's one video I was listening to where like, I heard at the very end, finally, most people don't fall into this nonsense. Most people don't fall into these insane ideologies. But this mass formation psychosis that we saw with COVID, I would argue that there is something similar going on with Marvel. That there are some people that have just become so obsessed, have just become so obsessed with anything Disney and anything Marvel, they just can't see the forest for the trees. They cannot look past the rose-tinted glasses And they find themselves in a position where they're having to defend everything that happens in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And by extension, the Marvel Disney Plus Universe. Because when you have people saying, ugh, this term MCU, like it's the first time they've ever heard it before. It shows you that they haven't been paying attention. Because they've been living in a vacuum. They've been living in this, this dark pit, as it were. Of their own minds. And it's sad. Warren, what is going on? The K-Man says, I disagree that there are disagreements in the community. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, or Jack coming up with the troll. Wait, he hates Sonic unsubbed the horror. Now, to clarify, Sonic 2 and even the first Sonic, I just not crazy about. Not crazy about. Not really my cup of tea. Uh, General Wingster says, I mean, you might be racist against blue hedgehogs, but you, st- <laughs> but we still love you, Odin. Ah, yes, that's the reason why I don't like the Sonic films. It's because I am anti-hedgehog. I'm a hedgehogist. Would that be the term for it? Honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> Masters of Nerdum, who's a member, says, he has risen. Indeed, he has risen. Amen, brother. Uh, Orange Chat Reviews says, well, we can now say Odin has a huge white head. This is true. This is very, very true. And I, I've fallen behind a little bit on, on, on the old noggin. So next week, I, I'll probably be on top of it. And it'll, it'll be nice and shiny at that point. I'll have a nice glare. It'll be a nice lens flare effect for, for you. For all the J.J. Abrams fans that I know are in this community, you'll get a little lens flare action once that happens. Gary Badger Sandwich Worthington, what's going on, man? Says, Easter joy to my favorite YouTuber. Blessed Easter to you as well, Gary. Appreciate you being here. Really do appreciate it. Uh, Snort of Poop is Cuber. This member says, for the record, the white light is striking. It's very white. It is. And that's why when I was playing around with the settings on, on the light bulbs, which can, you know, obviously change color, I was like, oh, it actually looks white. It actually is doing what I wanted it to do. Um, Evan S., I don't know if he's watching or if he listens. Oh, no, I see him in the chat. Um, so I see him in the live chat at least. So yeah, I tried the whole yellow, yellow does not show, uh, yellow gold does not show. It just doesn't work. Uh, and then I tried the white and I was like, 
hey, this was my original plan in the first place. So I, I appreciate the recommendation, but the yellow light, gold light didn't work. Um, just didn't pick it up. Like it just doesn't show very well at all. Um, but this does. I, I like this a lot. So this this will be likely the color for most of, if not at the very least, the entire Easter uh, octave, the octave of Easter, the eight days of Easter celebration. Um, maybe for the entire season, maybe for the entire season, but we'll we'll have to wait and see. Because then I get to decide. Oh, what will buy? What will be my non-liturgical color of choice? I do like the green because I'm I'm kind of just a green guy, but the purple was nice as well. Orange Chat Review says, I will say this, she looked comic accurate, but nothing of that trailer interested me. I was actually quite put off from it. Yeah, and again, just because a character is in the comics, just because a character is comic accurate, does not mean that that specific comic is a good one. It's kind of like trying to argue Ironheart is in the comics, and yet, I remember when, was it Gary who was covering this? And this has been probably a couple of years now, when I was watching a video of him breaking this down. And he was showing the sales. And basically, what they did was they took an Iron Man run and then shoved in Ironheart into the story. And so then had Iron Man show up in her story. And when you compared the days and the number of comics sold, Ironheart did nothing. Even with having like the setup in Iron Man and even with him being featured, it was a massive drop-off because no one was interested in the character. So that's an example, and I think that series ended up getting what, canceled after one run. Again, I don't know comic industry you know, slang or anything. I'm not a comic person. I just remember watching a lot of that uh, from Gary early on when I first started watching his channel. But it is, I think, important for us to lay that out there that, okay, just because... Let's be honest here. This is I only know this because I had friends in high school that were big comic fans. There was a run of the Punisher where Punisher turns into a Frankenstein monster. I wish I was making that up. But he becomes Frankencastle. Okay, it's in the comics. Does that make it a good thing? Does that make it a good choice? I think that many of us would look to that and hear it out loud and say, mm, no, 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 no. And that is what we need to talk about and be honest about to have a full-fledged conversation. Just because something is to the source material does not mean that the source material that it's based off of is any good. Anyway, uh, Masters of Nerdum says those comics failed and they were recent editions in the Thor comics. Yep. Yeah. Again, I'm not a Thor uh, comic expert by any means. Um, but yeah, that is something that I do remember uh, Gary and others talking about who are, you know, more ex you know experts in comics who do know the industry very well. And yeah, again, it was a recent, I think, post-Disney. Isn't it a post-Disney, post, uh, what was it, 2012, where Disney officially like took over the universe wasn't it like a 2012, like some of these stories date back just to that point. So basically that Disney's influence was, was having an impact or at least maybe right before Disney took over that this was the direction that the industry was going in because it was unfortunately being impacted by identity politics as well. So you looked at all of those things that this is a, in the grand scheme of the entire rich history of comics, it's a novelty. And in my traditional Catholics 
watching, you, you know how big of a problem novelty in things like liturgy is. Novelty can also be a big problem when it comes to things like comics, right? Trying to add in modern day ideas and concepts, and in this specific case, modern day identity politics into stories instead of creating new characters because they know if they create the new characters the way they want them to, no one's going to buy them. No one's going to have any interest in them. And so what they have to do is they have to appropriate, ah, yes, let's use their own language against them. They have to appropriate a established character, turn it on its head, corrupt it, and destroy it. It's sad. Uh, there she is, the modern major general. Laura, what's going on? It says, guess who is listed in Thor Love and Thunder cast? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Didn't he have like a cameo appearance in the first film? Is he just is he gonna come back again as that same character? That's kind of a weak throwback, in my opinion. Not not a very good one. Or is it the second film? No, no, no. It was the second film, I think, that he had a cameo in. Either way, it was the one that had like the play. Uh, so K-Man says, Thor went from strong in the first movie to basically a comedic moron in the current movies. Yep, pretty much. Or very well could have been the third one. At this point, I don't even care which film it is. <laughs> he was in one of them. Let's see. Visit Womack says, the Zeus uh, character was surprising in the trailer. Didn't know they incorporated Greek mythology into Marvel. I, didn't, I don't even think I necessarily even noticed it. Remember sci-fi, Disney writes their own version of history into the comics and then acts like it's always been canon. Yep, because they try to say, well, it's in the comics, and you've always said it's in the comics as your justification for things. And it's like, no, 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 no. You can't just then decide to take over the industry, put a bunch of random crap in the comics, and then just say, well, hey, it's in the comics, and so therefore you can't complain anymore. That's, that's not how this works. Thor is not a brand. He is the God of Thunder says Masters of Nerd. Uh, let's see. Grenier says, I hope you continuing to have a blessed Easter. I just watched Father Stew. I rated it a 9 out of 10. The chemistry between Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson was pretty good. Absolutely. As father and son especially, they worked very, very well together. They both gave great performances, but Mark Wahlberg, I think, really was the shining light in that film. Uh, he just did a fantastic job. Uh, waiting for the Orville. What's going on, dude? Says, I've been watching the real Captain Marvel, Shazam TV show for the 70s. Not the greatest show, but entertaining with the moral of each story. Absolutely. And by the way, the Orville finally have a date on that. Um, or or maybe it's been out for a while, but uh, I know my wife shared it with me earlier of early June. So very, very excited um, for that to finally come out early June. Let's see. Laura says, I thought the rumors about the Thor Peter ship were crazy, but Gamora is not in this movie. She didn't die in Endgame, right? Not that I... Again, Endgame was a giant trash fire of a story, and so <laughs> I don't think she did, though. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, because she was in the final battle when all the women find themselves on the battlefield together. Why are you complaining about it? Because it's... No, it's because it's stupid. It would be like if they had all of the guys on the battlefield just randomly show up and be like, <laughs> look at us. We all have the same physical appendages. What do you know about that? And then one of them puts on the worst voice ever and says, Hey, Peter Parker. That's why it's terrible. That's why it's cringe. But, uh, oh, it's interesting that Gamora's not in the film. I honestly don't even remember what happened to her. I really honestly don't. <laughs> That's how checked out I am. And how, that, how much that story broke me because of how stupid and poorly done it was. 
Uh, Super Anime Gamer says, hey, what's up, my dude? What's going on, Super? Uh, let us see. Uh, Rob D says, hello, Odin. I watched Nobody. Great movie. My parents and I enjoyed it, too. Ah, Rob D. Nice. Glad you liked it. Solid film. By the way, Better Call Saul. New season just started. I need to catch up on it. Uh, Graham Masioda says, do you think Woke Thor will flop or will make massive under... under under perform uh, massive under i think they meant to be underperform so it's hard to say at this point we don't have any numbers so i need something to work with do i think that it'll underperform compared to some of the other marvel films maybe even some of the other thor films maybe there's a chance um but keep in mind doctor strange right is going to be the first mcu film to be an actual big major success since before covid times because the three films that they've had released that were actual Disney Marvel and not Sony Marvel, um, the actual Disney Marvel films, only one of them made any money, and it only made $30 million in net gain profit. And that was Shang-Chi. So, Doctor Strange is set to make a pretty decent amount of money if these numbers are true and they hold. And based on my own local IMAX screens, it looks like they, are, they indeed are, are true. And maybe it's the connection that Doctor Strange being in the biggest film that we've had in a long time, Spider-Man No Way Home, $1.9 billion. Maybe it's that connection that has a bit to go along with it. Maybe it's because of the Sam Raimi factor. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that could be impacting it. But it'll be interesting to see where those numbers fall. And so I'll be following it and we'll give my insights once we actually have those numbers to, to break down. Uh, Minnesota hockey fan says, I used to like Harry Potter movies, not so much anymore. And that's the thing is that these, these fantastic beast films have really not been Harry Potter. I mean, keep, keep in mind that basically JK Rowling, this is why, again, I'll, I'll stand up for her when she's being attacked as a quote transphobe, because that entire argument and that entire world is just so stupid. But when it comes to like her in general, she's not a great person because she has held so many radical concepts and ideas that's hard to really find a lot of support for her as, as an actual like artist. But here's the other reason why I, I don't support her is because she has Harry Potter, the actual Harry Potter, fil- Harry Potter books adapted into films. And then she comes on as a screenwriter and writes these new stories with Fantastic Beasts and they're not good. And it kind of makes you scratch your head a little bit saying, is this just because of studio interference or is this trying to indicate that she doesn't have all that much talent? Yeah, she she created Harry Potter, and obviously a lot of people are going to love that world for the rest of their lives, and I totally understand that. And my wife's a huge fan of the books, and I'm never going to take that away or try to take that away. But it, it seems to me, based on the at least these Fantastic Beasts films, that either the studios are really messing up any potential stories that are available, or, I think this could also be true, She's a one-hit wonder. All she could do was those uh, was that original story, and she can't do anything else. Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington says, Rewatch the Batman over Easter, still good, better than the Northmen, which is uh which is a poor Vikings. Oh, really, Gary Banjo Sandwich? I'm sorry to hear that you did not like the Northmen. Uh many of us here have not seen it yet, so please hold any spoiler discussion. Rob D says, regarding Harry Potter or the Phoenix Half-Blood Prince really didn't do anything for me, especially or the Phoenix. Way too much filler unrelated to the plot. 
I think the movie's probably the same way then, because again, even though I haven't read that book, I would definitely say that the movie doesn't have a lot of uh, much to hold on to either, because as I mentioned, that and Half-Blood Prince couldn't, couldn't tell you which ones, which if you were to ask me a question. Sorry, it took me about 22 minutes to get to this one, but low watermark. Thanks for being a member on the channel. And also thank you for the $25 super chat. No message. Well, I appreciate you uh, super chatting nonetheless, good sir. And apologies that it took me so long, but I wanted to be able to put that up on the screen. Let's see. Bruce, what's going on, good sir? Hail to you. So sorry he's late. That's okay. You're forgiven this time, but only this time. Actually, 77 times 7 times. At least that's what the good book says. We just got to that chapter in uh, school. Gospel of Matthew. See, James Hurley. I am just summarizing what Bob said, and he attacks Melanie Mack for her religion and saying Sonic 2 is what fans want. He is not a good person. Yeah, anyone that goes after someone else for their faith uh, is, is, is pretty much a garbage-tier person. And uh, <laughs> I've had my own experience. There's some, you know, quote unquote, major YouTubers or formerly major YouTubers, not so major anymore YouTubers who have, uh, yeah, who, who've gone after me for my own for my own faith as well. And uh, it's not OK. Like there, there's a lot of things that I can, you know, put up with and, and brush off. That's not one of them. I don't put up with that nonsense. And it's because it's not something to brush off. It's it's a key aspect to who I am as a person. It's like you're going after a key part of who I am. So I'm not going to put up with it. Uh, for Sci-Fi, who's a member, says, I always thought Goblet of Fire wasn't a good story. Harry could have just not bothered, even if he did get entered against his will. Yeah, and apparently the book, I think, again, I haven't read it, I think the book goes more into why he had to. Like, if he didn't, I think essentially he would die. Like, if he didn't go through with it, and again, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think that he would actually die if he did not go through with it. It's It was like that kind of magic is attached to it. Which also, if that is true, brings up a whole other discussion about, but then wouldn't that be kind of dark magic? And why would they be allowing dark magic into their school, especially when they've been having issues with dark magic magicians killing people? I don't know. You tell me. Anyone who is actually an expert on the books who can maybe clarify that, I would appreciate it. Very, very much so. Also, a lot of my knowledge of Harry Potter has been heavily influenced by the Harry Potter musical shows on YouTube, which are hilarious. <laughs> and I thoroughly enjoy them. Uh, Joey Horn says, hello, good sir. Hello to you. Hello to you. Let's see, Laura, again, here, here explaining, breaking down the whole uh, turf nonsense, says, trans-exclusionary radical feminist. Yeah, I've been called that before, sticks and stones. Yeah, seriously. But I'm pretty sure that that was, like, essentially created for, or at least became, if it wasn't created for J.K. Rowling, then at the very least, it was made famous or made more well-known by her because everyone in the quote-unquote trans community, the LGBTQAI plus political activist, um, really small minority on Twitter, but very vocal minority on Twitter, you know, just threw that name at her. And if you actually, like, listen to what it says, again, trans-exclusionary radical feminist. So they're saying she's still a radical feminist, 
So I've got some problems. I got some beef there already. But she's trans exclusionary. Gosh. It's always the tease. I think we've made comments about that before, right? It's always the tease. <laughs> I think Lord appreciate that. It's always those dang tease. Rooting it for everybody else. Uh, Orange Hat Review says, How can they claim Thor is gay when, in the same trailer, he sucks face with some blue-haired woman? Hey. I'm sure that they would try and argue, Well, he's on a spectrum. He's in the spectrum. And the spectrum is a rainbow. And that rainbow is beautiful. I'm sure that's how they respond. In that exact way. Uh... (laughs) Uh, sorry to all out there. Uh, Rosie 12 says, I'm so, 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 so tired of identity politics. I agree, which is why I'm looking forward to the Northman because I don't think there's going to be much of that in the film. However, it is a Robert Eggers film, which means there may not be a good story in the film either. So if there is not a good, and so I'm, I have my ticket to go see it on Thursday. So I, I have my ticket to go see the Northman on Thursday. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, the trailer has me hyped for it. Very, very pumped. But if it's not good, I'm going to say it. Just know that. And it sounds like, at least, it seemed like, again, Gary Banjo, Gary Banjo said, which Worthington has seen it, didn't like it. I think I've heard him, if not him, if not only him, maybe one or two other people who've seen it early already say that they, they weren't crazy about it. So if I don't like it, I'm going to point it out. I pointed out I didn't like Sonic. You know, I love when people try and say, oh, you're just you're just shilling to your crowd. It's like, bro, I just made the entire Sonic community of which there is actually a large portion of it as card mad because of my thoughts on the film. You know, I'm just me. I'm just me. I give my honest thoughts. And if you like them, great. If you don't like them and you're respectful, great. I like having respectful disagreements. Keely Chow says, your wall's so white. SJWs are saying it's racist. Ah, yes. What's interesting is that they're really not. They're an off-white. But the whiteness of the bulb, it's almost like the whiteness is spreading. Oh, Lord. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to stop right there because I, <laughs> I, need, to, I need to watch what I say. Because <laughs> that, that could go down. That could go down a long... Uh, <laughs> I can go down a, a, a wrong path very quick. Forever Sci-Fi says, The lighting is making Odin look older. Bruh, really? Really? You're going to pull that card on me? I'm going to say I look old? I already feel old. Evan S. says, The lighting's too bright. Evan S., of all the people to say that, it should not be coming from you. Are you kidding me? The light is too bright. This is Easter color. This is the Easter color. It should be bright. It should be too bright. Light of Christ. Come on, brother. I expected better from you. Uh, let's see. Tina says, I reported this. Uh, I reported him 12 times on Clownfish and Josiah and someone's channel. It was the same comment, only now he'd switched out Christian Bale name for Elizabeth Olsen. I mean, I don't understand that dude at all. That dude is just, he's got some problems. Uh, Minnesota hockey fan says, not a hockey player myself, but, uh, my older brothers played. I've been going to hockey games since before me and my twin sister were born. Nice. Yeah. So the, how, how about a hockey player? I, that is actually reference to one of the teachers that taught at uh, my high school when I was growing up, he actually was on family feud and he was asked about, it was something to, it was a question about sports 
and he had no idea what the what what a possible answer could be and so what he randomly came out with and it was in this exact voice was uh, how about a hockey player and then he got a big x on his face so that's why i always say the how about a hockey player <laughs> uh but yeah man uh, i i i so thoroughly enjoy hockey but I'm not a, I would not call myself a hockey fan only because I don't watch it enough. I like it and I want like I like the concept of being a hockey fan. I just don't have the time dedication to um to watch it. I would love to be able to see the uh the Nashville Predators because that's that's the NHL team for for the state of Tennessee. Would love to be able to go to a game uh because Oh, they're just so much fun. They're so much fun. I played roller hockey when I was a kid for, for years. And we had in New Orleans, actually, we had the New Orleans brass for many, many years. And it wasn't until we got a basketball team. One of the reasons why I hate the basketball team in New Orleans. Um, that was when they, they went away. And those games are always so much fun. I know what you're thinking. Ice hockey in New Orleans? Yeah. It, it didn't sell the best, but it was fun. New Orleans brass games were so much fun. Uh, let's see. Slicer says, Your mistake in seeing Sonic alone was costly. One with my best bud and had a blast. Kid in a row ahead enjoyed it most, though flipped his lid at uh, at Shadow Tease. Spoiler! Also, I think that that might be the reason why any person saying anything about like, oh, you missed the best part if you slept for the last third of the film. Uh, again, I am not caught up on modern Sonic lore. So if the things that would make me excited are all connected with modern Sonic lore, that wouldn't excite me. I am a Sega Genesis Sonic fan. I am a Game Gear Sonic fan. And that's why the characterizations and the voices are what bother me the most, because that is not what I grew up with. Favorite Sci-Fi says, I don't miss Disney or Marvel. Yeah, kudos to anyone who's able to write them off completely. It's not good having <laughs> the obligation, as it were. It seems sometimes the obligation to go see, uh, to to go see these films. Katie says going to see Northman on Saturday. Nice. Yeah, I'm seeing it Thursday. I get to see it opening night. Opening night. Uh, Bruce says so. Looking forward to the Northman this week. Me too. Haven't been this. Uh, haven't been this pumped for it in a long time. Actually. Let's see. Candy T says even the flight attendants were happy. I know. And that's kind of surprising because I feel like a lot of I feel like there's a lot of flight attendants that actually really enjoyed having this new almost unlimited power to be able to tell people what to do. So I imagine that they were probably upset. But uh, let's see, Rosie Twelve says now that judge is being personally attacked by the left because they can't attack her opinion. Of course, because that's all that they can do. That's all they can do. The left cannot win. The ideological battle. They cannot win an actual discussion or an argument. And so that is why they always default to violence. You only default to violence when you can't win. When you have an untenable position. When you cannot actually articulate your position. You immediately go to violence. And so that's why they should not ever be taken seriously. And that's why I hope and pray that Elon Musk buys out Twitter, turns it private, because then I think a lot of that stuff goes away. Man, think about that world. 
uh, Elon Musk owned Twitter. <laughs> uh, Victor Fontaine says, agreed. Marvel seems to be their life. Their only source of better happiness. Yeah, I don't quite understand it. Uh, Jeremy Zakowski says, DOJ is doing appeal court decision with a uh, mass mandate for public transportation. Oh, is that true? Because last I heard was they weren't going to challenge it. That was the last I had heard. Was uh, Jen Psaki saying we're disappointed in this decision because she has to say something stupid. Um, but that they weren't going to challenge it. So that, that would be news to me. But at the end of the day, I hope that they do, and I hope it goes to the Supreme Court. I hope the Supreme Court says, yeah, you don't have the authority to do this. Because then I would ask the question, okay, if it's established that this is unconstitutional, wouldn't that then give American citizens the ability then to sue the federal government for damages? I'm just saying. If for years they've been doing something that has been declared unconstitutional. Now, maybe they can't because it happened in the past, and you can't, you know, maybe... I forget what the legal concept is, but that all being said, I'm just glad that it's gone. And here's the thing. Once you get rid of something like this, it's going to be a lot harder to push people back to it. Because if they all of a sudden say, okay, we're going to challenge this in court and we're going to put more pressure onto the airlines and everything. If you try to implement it after telling people that you don't have to do it anymore, when you, again, have this massive issue on the southern border where you're just letting people into the country, um, saying to them that the crisis is over, but then telling regular everyday Americans that are just trying to fly home or go on a vacation, oh, no, it's not over for you, people are going to be done with it. Evanes says, most people just want to be accepted and go with the flow. I've never been that way and forged my own path. Uh, Super Anime Gamer says, felt the same about Thor. For me, it's not even about the things being woke. It's just that the stuff isn't that good. Everything on screen being CGI and Marvel, haha, funny humor. I'm bored of it. Yeah, I definitely am starting to feel. I think the 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 humor kind of losing its its grip because I actually I have not minded the uh, general MCU humor. I am someone that I again I will be honest. I still find uh, Thor Ragnarok entertaining, and I know that's not a popular opinion in our community. But I do find it entertaining. But I also, and I've said this from the very beginning, understand why anyone who's a fan of the source material would be frustrated with the characterization of Thor. Because I think it's a valid criticism to say that the version that that Taika Waititi did in Thor Ragnarok is not the comic version. It is not anything like the character. It's not consistent with the character. But at the same time, still say I enjoyed it. I, I had fun with it. So, let's see. Granaris tagged to say, I haven't found anything in MC recently that is good, in my opinion. Even No Way Home isn't as good as it seems. It was just the hyped by nostalgia. No, I, I, I don't deny that for a second. Nostalgia is the primary reason why that film did well and why I thoroughly enjoyed the film. But it was nostalgia done in such a great way. I do think the film does stand when I say the stand the test of time, remember the Asgardian community voted for that film to be, it is the, it was voted the most iconic film of 2021. And I do think it was the most iconic film of 2021. And I do think it'll be a film that gets rewatched a lot. If even just for those moments, because those moments are just so good. Seeing 
three. And again, some people may not like Tom Holland, but he is a he is a talented actor. I I, I want him to get away from this MCU stuff because he's too good for it. But having these three talented actors all feeding off of each other and helping each other give great performances in a you know of all things in a in a, in a superhero Marvel film is is insane. By the way, uh, if any comment does get sk- skipped, I do apologize. It is an issue where everything is just skipping on me because uh, the comments, even which 33 of y'all in the chat tonight, y'all are blowing things up. Let's see. Vincent Womack says, that's not all. There is a Punisher run where he turns black. Oh, man. That, that, <laughs> I don't know what's, what's, <laughs> I don't know what's worse. I don't know what's worse. The Frankencastle run or that. Because neither of them are Frank Castle. Uh, Minnesota hockey fan says, Chocolate sounds yummy. Had some carrot cake yesterday. Oh, it's talking to someone else. Sorry, sorry. Didn't see the tag at the end. Sorry. But by the way, yes. Uh, blessed Easter, everybody. And that means, guess what? Tonight after the stream, guess what I can have? Ice cream. Ah, uh, yes. The ice cream. It's back. It's back. And, uh, oh, man. Yeah, but it's interesting because... Going back into like old habits and old ways has been kind of weird, which is a good thing because a lot of the things that have developed, I think, over the Latin season have been for the better. So I'm hoping to be able to stick to some of those practices, uh, especially when it comes to like limiting snacking as much as I can. Obviously, I don't think I'm going to be perfect in that, but as a super anime gamer says, agree. The real weird thing about Jane Foster Thor is that the run sold really well. At least according to my research. Interesting, Super. Because I thought yeah, I thought I remember hearing differently back in the day. Robbie says, comics did have a lot of stupid things. I think the 50s was when superheroes became child men- children mentors. They would say things like, drink your milk, kids, and eat your green veggies. Yeah, but remember that back in, what, the 80s or 90s, you still had wrestlers doing that. Hulk Hogan, for instance. <laughs> But yeah, I can, and again, I think we can all look to that and say, that's stupid. At least that makes sense, but it's, it's silly. It's stupid. I'm sure that if you were reading that and you had a, like, and you had a uh, mature mind, you'd say, what? (laughs) Just stop that nonsense. Get back to the story, please. Right, Orange Chat Reviews has some information about uh, Gamora. And as soon as I saw this in the live in the live chat, I was like, okay, that sounds familiar to me. It says, Gamora was marked as missing when Quill tried looking for her with his ship's scanners. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. So that's why maybe she's not listed in the film, but maybe she still shows up in the film. Who knows? Rowdy says, that's interesting that Mel Gibson and Mark Wahlberg are father and son in Father's Stew. There were also father and son in Daddy's Home too. That's right. I always forget that Mel Gibson did a Daddy's Home too, and uh, yeah, in one of the interviews that I watched with Mark Wahlberg, he references that, saying that that's uh, that's obviously where those two actors connected, and that's what actually helped to bring about the casting of Mel Gibson was the connection between him and Mark Wahlberg from their time working on that film. Which I just think is insane because I've never watched any of the Daddy's Home films. I've never had any interest in the Daddy's Home films. Just like my kids always bring up, because whenever I bring up Adam Sandler, my mind goes to Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, uh, The Water Boy. Their mind goes to Grown Ups, and I'm just like, no. The trailers for those films just 
never have had any interest in them whatsoever. Never had any interest in them. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi says, that was Gamora from the past, an alternate timeline. She died when Thanos sacrificed her. Oh, 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 okay, 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 that's right, that's right. Again, it's been so long since since I've even, that's right, I, I forgot that happened. But yeah, they'll bring her back. Let's see, Rosie G12 says, the normies will carry woke Thor. Yeah, the normies will, there's no doubt about that. And again, they're the same ones that are carrying forward Doctor Strange 2. Though, again, I think that Doctor Strange 2 is definitely a mixed bag because... It also has the Sam Raimi factor and some other factors going for it, too. General Winster says, Only watched Endgame once, never bothered to see it again. Infinity War Thanos victory is conclusion for me. Yeah, I agree. Again, I've also never watched uh, Endgame again since the first, what, I think I watched it twice just to be able to formulate my opinions, but... <laughs> Rowdy says, Thor Love and Thunder will not flop. The MCU stands will not allow that to happen. They will see the film 100 times if they have to, just for it to break even. Yeah, I remember when there was conversation about what would happen with Captain Marvel. And I remember there was a story about one guy who saw it like 100 times in theaters. And then they like interviewed him and I was like, oh, I feel so bad for this guy. Like the damage that must be done for this person to actually desire to see this. Uh, let's see. John Schwalbach says, Missed you on Friday Night Tights. Bless you. Well, bless you, good sir. And thank you very much. I do appreciate that. Yeah, um, sad to have missed it, but I was traveling. I was traveling home to New Orleans, and uh, unfortunately, I was not able to do uh, Easter Friday, or not Easter Friday, but uh, the Good Friday liturgy. Um, timing just didn't work out. But uh, Easter Vigil on uh, Easter Saturday, or I keep saying Holy Saturday, uh, was beautiful. St. Patrick's Church. If you ever in New Orleans, go to St. Patrick's Church. They're phenomenal and um, beautiful Latin Mass. Rosie Twelve says Odin the Left eats its own. J.K. Rowling. Yep, absolutely. They love you until they don't. James Early says it's not. It, J.K. It's not good screenwriter, but is a good author. She. Oh, J.K. Okay. It's not a good screenwriter, but she's a good author. She wrote a book that surprised me, uh, Casual Vacancy, a dark comedy set in hard times. See, I've heard people say that the stuff that she wrote under a pseudonym wasn't very good. So I don't know if that's the same one that you're talking about. By the way, comments have been skipped. I do apologize. Uh, Gus, what's going on? Visit Womack uh, says that uh, that one of the major differences between the left and everyone else, it is, it's all or nothing for them. No nuances allowed. Yeah. Well, it's because there's no diversity of thought. That's the biggest problem with all of it. There's no diversity of thought, and you need diversity of thought if you're going to have actual diversity. There's no such thing as diversity without having diversity of thought. Super Anime Gamer says, even though No Way Home didn't officially is uh, is officially a Sony movie, I still think there's a fair metric because it shows immense interest in OG MCU characters, even if it's overshadowed in their own movies. Yeah, well, the thing is that they're Sony characters. The Sony characters are the ones that have the, the biggest uh, impact. Matthew 317, what's going on? Sorry, uh, comments are being skipped, so I do, do apologize if anyone does get skipped. Uh, Bruce says, so on the 540 time, not forgiven, got it, and I'll be okay with So on the 540 time, oh, on the 540 time, okay, I gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yes, you're forgiven. Slicer says, don't let DC off the hook either. They are ruining Great Young Justice show with far leftism, a show about superhero sidekicks, that has uh, polygamy and Muslims with preferred pronouns. Oh, my goodness. I wonder what the Muslims think about that. 
probably isn't good. <laughs> I just don't have as much interest in DC, to be honest. Like, unless it's Batman, I don't care. And I know that that might trigger some people, but I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. Forever Sci-Fi, The Goblet was a blinding was a binding contract, but not under pain of death. Risk death or die seems a bit extreme for a school. Yes, but what do we what do we mean by a binding contract? Like, so does that mean that he would have been kicked out then if if he didn't? Grandmaster says, "Don't Thor recon relationship with Thor and Jane again?" They would argue, saying, "Well, you're trying to put him in a binary box." They would they would say that you're trying to put him in a binary box. Why can't he like everything? That's what they would argue. Uh, Super says, if memory serves, Turf goes back to Tumblr days. It was used to describe Pete Crazy, like Turf's used to claim uh, trans women transitioned so they could claim be oppressed like a woman. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, the insanity. Uh, Star Poopa says, spread the whiteness. I'll leave now. <laughs> exactly. Again, there's so many things that could be problematic with that. Orange Review says, we're not mad, Odin. We just... We just think you are insane about Sonic. <laughs> right back at you. Uh, Very sci-fi. If you think the Sonic community gave you a, a tough time, just wait for the Mario community. Jeremy might show up for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I don't have very high hopes for that film. I'm just going to be honest. Uh, Minnesota Hockey fan. I hope the Northman is good. So far, it's the only movie I am interested in seeing. Yeah, that film is obviously right now at the top of my list. But as you all know, Top Gun. Top Gun 2. The cinematography just looks so amazing, and I cannot wait. Uh, Laura story. Laura says, yes, Potter was compelled to participate in the Goblet of Fire. There you go. Uh, Evan S. says, Black Monk's brother, everything to me is too bright. But I thought you weren't a monk. So the light shouldn't be too bright. Let's see. ZK Man says, forget New Orleans. Biloxi Seawolves were better. <laughs> I always love the I always love the obscure teams for like single A baseball, double A baseball even, and then like some of the the, the hockey teams too. They're always they're always such great names. Uh Visit Womack says, uh speaking of the T's, YouTube removed an interview Tucker Carlson did with a detransitioned woman. Nothing to see here. Yeah, I mean it's kind of crazy because you know, obviously, like, TikTok is just filled to the brim with all of these just, again, mentally ill people. There's no other way to put it. They're mentally ill, and they need help, and it's sad. And so they'll promote them. But on YouTube, you'll have people who will share their stories about how and why they transitioned early in their life and why they regret it and why it's the greatest regret of their life. So it's just, yeah, it's sad. It's really sad to see that kind of censorship happen because that is like that's playing around with things that should never be played around with and really should bring a lot of concern to us if it already hasn't brought concern to you. Uh, Crisco, what's going on? Says this weekend is jam packed. Playing on seeing Northman, bad guys, unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah, I just think, and I mentioned this in my video today, that the Nicolas Cage film unbearable weight of massive talent as a little bit too on the nose for me. I don't really know if that's going to be a film. I have any interest in seeing just because of that very reason. And then I mentioned also bad guys, the trailer just, I, I just, I wasn't very interested in it, but yeah, there are actually several films that are out even right now because everything everywhere all at once. I still would like to see that. So maybe I'll be able to, to schedule that in for maybe for next week. Um, 
so excited because we're about four weeks out from exams. So my ability to go see movies is about to go exponentially higher. It also means summer uh, stream schedule will be going into effect in, in about a month. Yeah, in about a month, I'll be going into summer stream maybe a little bit more than a month going into the summer stream schedule. I'll be able to do my good morning Asgard streams, which I try and do twice a week over the summer. And then also finally, finally I'll be able to start doing videos again for the OMB reports. And it means that the OMB report live stream will be coming back also. So look forward to that. Still have to figure out what the schedule will look like. It'll probably look similar to what last year's was like, because that one worked pretty well, but very excited because more movies to get to go see, um, obviously uh, a lot of reading too. I'm looking into a couple of different programs actually, uh, cause I, I love education. I, I love learning. I, I love being able to further, uh, education. And so right now I'm kind of looking at and trying to find options for online programs, obviously. Um, and I'm either leaning towards the direction of going into a master's program for philosophy. Cause I already have a master's in theology would like to, I, re- I really want to learn more about philosophy. So I think a master's in philosophy would be fun. And uh, so looking into programs like that, obviously trying to find reasonable, you know, price, but also good, solid programs. And then part of me is also like, I don't know, I kind of, I'm kind of being pulled in the direction of maybe a PhD in uh, theology. I don't know. Still, still working that out, but lots of things to do this summer. If none of that happens this summer, I at the very least have so many books to read and I'm pumped. I'm excited. Cannot wait. Minnesota hockey fan says, see hockey games live is so much fun. My family and I have gone to a few so far. Oh, it's so much fun. Uh, my dad would bring us when we were younger again, would bring us to go see the New Orleans brass and would try and always get us uh, on the, the windows, like not the windows, um, the glass seats, glass seats are the way to go because you get to like, just like smack on them. So as a kid, you're just like, I'm smacking on this and I'm not getting in trouble. This is amazing. And I remember one time there was a, they were having a face off. And we were in a position where we were right next to one of the face-off locations on on one uh, on one of the team's side of the ice, and there was like a little crack in the in the in the glass in the plexiglass, and so I was able to like talk to one of the players, and I'm like, "Hey, no, no, no you suck!" And uh, he turned and made eye contact with me, and I remember as a kid just being like, "I know there's plexiglass between us, but oh man, I'm terrified." And then within just a few minutes, he checked one of the brass players, one of the home players right in front of me into the screen where I was and then made eye contact with me again and did like a, and I was just like, I look back at that now and I'm like, man, hockey players are so petty, <laughs> but you know what? It was a great experience and I had a lot of fun. Visit Womack says pretty sure mass mandates would fall into the same kind of ruling on the 14th uh, amendment. Uh, governor can't dictate what people can, uh, can and cannot wear. Yeah, and if they're going to have any sense of consistency, not to say that the Supreme Court ever would be consistent, because let's be honest, they can be trash. Um, yeah, I, I think that it would have to fall into this similar category. So we'll see. Uh, Jeremy Zikowski says, it was breaking news 55 minutes ago, but it's a good way for the left to lose uh, midterm elections that way. Oh yeah, for sure. Like The fact that they're even pushing it to me is insane. The science isn't there for you anymore. As much as you try and cry that it is, so why go with an incredibly unpopular thing? It just doesn't make any sense. It really does not make any sense. Like even just from a practical standpoint, anyone who has a brain can look at these numbers and say, okay, you're in trouble. You need to start turning things around. This is not the way to go. Just because you keep a bunch of 
crazy but very small numbered crazy people on Twitter happy does not do anything for you. Mr. Womack says, but I'm not a lawyer. Ah, yes. <laughs> and I'm not a biologist. Can you define what a woman is? I'm not a biologist. I cannot believe that woman is on the Supreme Court. We have a woman on the Supreme Court who literally, factually, literally cannot define what a woman is. And we're, we, we expect her to make a decision, any decision, that deals with men and women? If she can't define where the woman is, how can she possibly make any valid decisions about anything? Man, oh man. 70B, hey what's going on, 70B? Thank you very much for being in the chat. Appreciate you showing up. Hope work went well. Thank you again for being here. By the way, uh, I, I know she hasn't been in the chat, but I do want to send out thoughts and prayers to Rosetta Allen. Uh, she is a Patreon member, subscribe star, uh, sorry, a Patreon member, um, chosen of Valhalla member as well. And uh, she lost a family member. So please uh, keep her in your thoughts and prayers. This is, it's, it's been a while at this point. It's been a couple weeks, I think, um, at this point. But still, obviously, you don't, you know, time really isn't a thing when that happens. So please keep her in your thoughts and prayers. If you know about her, if you have access to her channel or to her Twitter feed or anything, if you could just maybe send her a message of love and support, I know that she would appreciate it. Uh, but again, thoughts and prayers uh, to Rosetta Allen for uh, for her loss. Uh, let's see, General Wingster, a religious question for you. If Jesus died on Good Friday and rose three days later, why do we celebrate Easter on Sunday and not Monday? Because it's on the third day. So we think about Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the third day. Um, so again, it's not three. We often, I think, sometimes fall into that type of legalism with certain words. And we have to be very careful not to fall into that literalism that sometimes we can fall into, especially with scripture. Literalism in scripture can be really bad and really dangerous. So when we say three days, we don't mean three full 24-hour periods. It's literally the third day. Let's see. Vincent Womack. By the way, I shouldn't have said literally there, especially after the warning of literally, but it says the third day, and so Sunday would have been would have been the third day. Uh, Mr. Womack says, good for you. I limit my snacking uh, at, uh, snacking to once a week. Yeah, I'm going to try the very best that I can to do that, um, but... I, I, I was I got into a pretty good habit with it during Lent, but it's hard because Easter is a time of celebration. And so I was actually reading the St. Andrew Missal because uh, I have like different missiles, right? Different books of, of the prayers. And it made an interesting commentary about how it said fasting during this period of time is prohibited or traditionally was prohibited. And I know it didn't mean like that you had to like gorge yourself, obviously, but I did, I did find it a bit interesting. Uh, that obviously food is a, a major aspect of the Lenten practice, the pious Lenten practices uh, of the things that we you know give up. Because if you have control over the appetite, it leads to control other other aspects of your life. Um, a lot of psychologists and obviously a lot of spiritual directors have all found this, that if you are able to get vices that are connected with things like food or drink under control you can then usually uh, extend that out to other things that you have difficult with uh, control or, or compulsory issues with potentially with, with control as well. And so 
it makes sense why one would kind of go the opposite direction when it comes to Easter because it's again about celebration and but yeah it is interesting nonetheless see I'm trying to find the balance trying to find the balance as best I can <laughs> remember sci-fi Stormpoopus Cuber. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I was talking to Stormpoopus. I didn't see the at symbol, so I thought he was going to say something about him, but I wasn't quite sure. By the way, subscribe to uh, Tina and Stephanie's channels because they're doing their live stream. Um, is y'all's episode, is y'all's next episode tonight or the 21st? I feel like I saw the 21st. Um, but I know that sometimes, or the one time you did a test stream after this one. But anyway, go check them out because they're live streaming now. That's right. Tina and Steph, the mods, the Valk, amazing people. They are, are doing a stream, and they're awesome. So go support them. Do it! I command you! Let Othea. Soul Assassin, what's up, brother? I don't know if I had shouted you out yet or not. Do, do, do. Hardwick, what's going on, brother? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the chat. Just trying to catch up. All right. Candy T. There she is. Let's see. At 801 said, I saw the trailer for Top Gun 2 during Father Stew, and I have to say, I want to see it now. The trailer is really, really good. Not to say that it's good from a story perspective, but again, those shots in the jets are phenomenal because they're all practical effects. You're like, those are real jets. Oh, those actors are actually in those jets. They're not flying them, but they're actually in those jets experiencing those g-forces i want to see it just for that i i want to see it just for that alone and i cannot wait for those tickets those tickets to go on sale because i'm buying tickets the first day i'm getting a middle seat i don't know if i'll do the imax or if i'll do the the big d format in the local theater i know that people like whatever i bring that up but that's the name of the format it's literally called big d it's knockoff imax essentially but that theater that has the big d theater they uh, they don't have reserved seating, and so that means if you get there early, you can get pretty much wherever you want. So there's that aspect to it, which I kind of like. I like the reserved seating to a to a certain uh, to a certain exp- uh, extent, but I also like the ability to show up early and then be able to grab a seat and not have to worry about anything else. But also, um, I honestly don't really personally see much difference between the two. Uh, because even AMC's IMAX is not real IMAX, if you know what I mean. If you've actually been to a legit 70mm IMAX screen or even to the now digital versions where it's like actual like larger-than-life screens. Again, the ones that I- AMC are, are big, but I've seen bigger for IMAX. And I think that because of that, it's like I think I'd rather go to the theater that's closer than drive out a little bit further for... A only slightly better experience, I guess you could say. What I really want is I want one of these theaters to get a Dolby screen because the Dolby cinema to me is is life-changing. That I don't think there is a very good comparison to. Oh, hey, Willow. First, I thought one of them had done something behind me, but I think one of them just farted. Uh, Hardwick tagged to say, are you familiar with Phil Dragash's Lord of the Rings audiobooks or Blue Fax's The Hobbit audiobook? No. And I don't really have an interest because I already have two versions of the audiobooks for those. And I'm not, I'm personally not interested, interested in another one. I'm just going to be honest. 
Uh, let's see. Master of the Nerdum, who's a member, says, watch Willy's Wonderland if you haven't seen it already. I have not seen it. it again, I don't know. It looked a little bit too crazy for me. 70B says, do schools in Tennessee uh, not make up time lost from 2020? Uh, so we... N- so for one, any time that was lost, we have already made up because we... So yeah, we actually never lost time. Because again, I have to think back, and it's insane to think that it's been over two years with with some of the nonsense that we've had. But what I noticed is that, or rather, thinking back to it, yeah, we we didn't lose any time actually because we went online. So because we went we went online, we didn't lose any time. We we did not lose any school days. So obviously, we lost. I think a lot of developmental, uh, a lot of develop developmental time in key areas like mathematics and English and others, because yeah, we were online, but the kids did not do well online at all because they're at home. They're distracted by so many things. They're already at school distracted by so many things at home. It just makes it even worse. And you add on top of that people that don't all have consistent internet connections. And again, it becomes a giant nightmare and a giant mess. So we actually not, we did not end up losing any time. We did, however, this year have to create a program which is meant specifically for students that are struggling. So those students that more than others were so impacted, not just in general, because we all, there's students every year that are going to just be slow and behind. But we have more now because of the impact that the online environment and the online schooling had on those students. So now we have a class dedicated to those students specifically for them to get help working on homework, working on organizational skills, things like that, some of the basics. So I guess that's one way that we've tried to make up for the developmental delay. But yeah, we didn't actually, uh, yeah, we actually didn't make up really anything because we didn't really miss any school. And uh, this year we haven't had really any cancellations. We've had a couple of early releases, but if you're in school, state law stipulates that if you have a certain number of classes in a day, it counts as a educational day, and you don't have to actually uh, make it up. Let's see. Gmonkey76 tag say, does that mean I can touch the remote? No, Gmonkey. Stay away from the remote, please. Okay? Stay away from it. <laughs> it's my TV, and I'm going to decide what we watch. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Weaver the Orville says, "Welcome to Doctor Oates Movie Reviews." Again, that that would be only part of the reason. You, you definitely you never enter into, and I've been told this countless times, but I agree with it as well. You never enter into you never enter into a uh, a doctorate program specifically for uh, the title because <laughs> you're gonna have a bad time. Like that's something where I'm thinking about it, and it would be I think I would only enter into a program that has educational classes attached to it because I don't really have an interest in just starting a PhD just so that I can write a dissertation and work on a dissertation for several years. It's like, no, I want to learn some more stuff and through that process, develop a dissertation and then, you know, go from there. If that's the direction I want to go in, which is why like some days I'm going a different direction. I feel like today I'm leaning much more so towards pursuing a, a second master's degree in this time in philosophy because that one I honestly think would be more helpful in my field uh, because I don't really have aspirations of 
writing books. I don't have really any aspirations of teaching in college courses or anything. I, I think that I would hate to work in a college, to be perfectly honest. Even if I go to a, like a tr- very traditional college, I just don't think it would fit me uh, very well. But I would love to learn more about philosophy. And obviously, you can always audit courses. But if I'm going to put forth time and effort into anything, I think that having the degree is just going to benefit it. And also, it would allow me then to potentially be more versatile in the classroom because it would mean that we at some point then could potentially offer a philosophy course or offer different kinds of philosophy courses. And then it would make uh, me more versatile in that way. And that's something I learned from my old school was when enrollment went down because I wasn't versatile, because I didn't teach multiple classes in different ways. It meant that I was the most expendable. And so when numbers did indeed go down, that's one of the reasons that left to, uh, led to, uh, me going to another place, but there's a lot of other things going on too. just us wanting to leave, uh, new Orleans. And again, all just, all this stuff kind of just worked out actually at the same time, but yeah, being very versatile, I think is a very important thing. And, uh, I, I've always been interested in philosophy. I would love to learn more about philosophy. So I think that that would probably be the direction that I would go in. Let's see. Vincent Womack, uh, tag to say woman equals adult human female. Yeah. See how, see how easy that was. See how simple that was, but Oh no, not this woman that we got on the Supreme court. And actually I can't even say that because how can I call her a woman? If she can't even define what a woman is, because how can she say that she, how can she call herself a woman? If she can't even define what a woman is, see, see the rabbit hole that we're going down now. Just saying, by the way, I do see your uh, super chats and comments. I will get to those as soon as I can. I don't think I can highlight this one, so I'll go ahead and uh, just point it out. Gomer Kyle, thank you very much for being a member at the Army of Asgard for 12 months in a row. Thank you, good sir. Uh, he has decided to take one of the free chats he gets as a member and says, It's funny, it took the new Disney movie and the bill that doesn't even have the word gay in it to wake people up. Folks, I've been preaching for... I've been preaching to pre- people... Folks, I've been preaching to for years. Yeah, it's crazy to think about what things actually wake people up. You know? Because I just looked to today with the, with the mask mandate, uh, yesterday technically, with the mask mandate being lifted. And you're seeing people that are like, oh, finally, and you know, throwing everything. And it's like, where have y'all been? If this is how y'all have actually been feeling, why haven't y'all been more outspoken? And obviously it's because we live in an era and a time of fear where people are afraid to speak their minds because they're afraid that if they do, they'll lose their job, etc. Daniel T over on Odyssey. What's going on, brother? Says the last clip of Doctor Strange 2 made me less interested in the film. Thor Love and Thunder teaser wasn't good either. With Miss Marvel being the next Disney Plus TV show, it's going to be easier than I thought to do away with Disney. Yeah, probably. And it says, how long do you see how multiverses are done with everything everywhere all at once? I cannot give you an actual date. All I can say is that I don't have a movie ticket for it now. I don't have any plans to see it this weekend just because I don't have the time to. Maybe I'll have time next week during the week. Um, But I'll have to wait and see. So... And by that point, it might be leaving theaters. (laughs) So I might have to wait for it to be on physical media. Speaking of physical media, by the way, uh, this actually just came out today, uh, but it was just sent to me. 
So um, I need to watch it and do a review for it. Uh, but anyway, I want to shout out Paramount. Yeah, shout out Paramount because they sent me a review copy of Jackass Forever. So a film that I actually had some interest in seeing because for all, as you all know, I mentioned this previously, I grew up with, uh, <laughs> I grew up with this franchise. I grew up watching the show. Because I was, I was young once. I was a teenager when this stuff was coming out. So this stuff appealed to me. And, um, and so because of that, I was like, oh, I just, there's a sense of nostalgia there. And uh, I'm, actually, so I'm actually looking forward to it. Uh, so I'm actually very happy. So again, shout out to Paramount for sending me uh, Jackass Forever. This is now available today. Just came out today on physical media. So here is the Blu-ray and digital code. Uh, combo pack says all new outrageous stunts with Johnny Johnny Knoxville and crew plus deleted scenes. Um, never before seen stunts. Oh boy, and oh my goodness, they give you names of the stunts: tarantula bite, face your rear, dark shark, and the bear. I'm just gonna leave it at that. So, for a lot of people, not y'all's thing. I understand it, but for other people, hey, it's on physical media today. Also. This is not on physical media yet, but I think it's going to be either next week or the week after. But this is what I'm excited about. And I will say, Lionsgate has been very, very good to me. Lionsgate always provides uh, whenever I put in requests. And they provide it here today. And you all know, this film was a massive financial failure and bomb. It didn't look very interesting at all. However, I'm going to watch it now because Lionsgate sent it to me. Moonfall. Moonfall on 4K. Look at that. <laughs> I actually like that. I actually like that image. That's actually a really cool image. Why didn't you promote this? This actually looks kind of cool. The trailers you did didn't. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's the 4K Blu-ray and digital combo pack. So I'll uh, put that on my server and then watch that at some point. Uh, this is probably what I'll be able to watch over the weekend, this and Jackass Forever. Um, but anyway, shout out to uh, Paramount Lionsgate for, them, for sending those my way. And then I bought these. And so uh, these also I'm very excited for because these are also from Lionsgate. But again, I, I bought these myself. But as soon as I saw that this was available, it's a 4K steelbook. Let me go ahead and open it because I want to be able to take the cover off because Lionsgate has been killing it with their covers. And again, I want all of the major studios to adopt what Lionsgate did. But, uh, and I really do like this film a lot. I know Joss Whedon sucks, but this film is actually pretty good. Cabin in the Woods on a 4K Steelbook. But look what they've been doing with these things. Look at that. Look at that. That's brilliant. If, you, if you've seen the movie, you know exactly why that is brilliant. And again, they give you a plastic slipcover, so that way you don't have to throw away the cardboard that they normally put on the back that has all the information on it, which is a physical media collector. is a pretty big, important thing here. But yeah, so shout, shout out to Lionsgate for doing these things right. And again, pay for that. And uh, I have one for myself, and then I also have one to give away on the Giveaways channel on Discord as well. So stay tuned for that. Um, all right, Minnesota hockey fan. I'm looking forward to summer off from work. I will have more time for reading and drawing. Yeah, more time for reading for me and watching films. So very, very excited. My snacking level is over 9,000 says masters. Thank you. Um, <laughs> all righty. 
So we are just about at time. So let me go ahead and see if I can get any of these last uh, minute comics. Derek McManus, what's going on? Thank you very much for being in the chat. Damn it, 55 what's going on, brother? Says, just lurking while driving to my mom's uh, to deliver mail. Well, hey, thanks for hanging out, Dadman Walking 55. I appreciate it. Uh, Candy T says, I live across the street from my theater. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, the local one that has the Big D Theater, they have, they're like less than five minutes. It's like a less than five minute drive. Whereas the other one's about a 20, 25 minute drive. I don't mind driving, but. That allows me to not have to leave as early going to the one that's just five minutes away. And it also, again, it's just a lot more convenient. And it's a lot easier to work out with uh, with the wife and family. Harwick says, Taika Waititi made Thor Ragnarok as an allegory about Western civilization needing to be burned to the ground because it's built on the spoils of colonized civilizations. Okay. Then that's stupid. Screw him for that. Still find it funny. Again, we're just going to have to disagree on this one. And I totally respect anyone that hates it. But I still find it funny. Sorry. So to be, thank you for clarifying the school stance on makeup days. No problem. No problem. Sure, so, some schools might be different. All right, here it is. Uh, Masters of Nerdum, thank you for the $5. Super chat. He says, is that a St. Benedict's ring you are wearing? If so, I have the same one. Yes, it is. Evan S., shout out to you, good sir. Uh, he sent this one my way. Uh, I believe that he got this one off of Etsy. So, uh, yeah, sterling silver. St. Benedict ring. Yeah, I used to wear my old high school ring because that's just something that you did in New Orleans. And so I wore that for years and uh, was not replaced until he sent this one my way. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And, uh, yeah, uh, he obviously he got it blessed, but I got it blessed again. Um you, know, you can never have too many blessings. But then also there was this amazing exhibit that came through with a lot of uh, relics from various saints, including some really impressive ones of uh, associated with Our Lady and everything. Um, and so this this is actually now a third class uh, third class relic um, of many many saints. So I love it. But thank you for that super chat, man. I appreciate it. Uh, Kenny uh, T says, I also like Cinemark's members program. I wish there was a Cinemark that was near me, but there is not. I wish that there was a theater from like all of them. Uh, by the way, uh, some action over on, some action over on, uh, over on DLive. What's going on, DLive fam? Hail to y'all. Uh, Philly the Hobbit Alan, thank you for the diamond donation. He just says, Happy Easter. Well, thank you very much for that. I definitely appreciate it. And uh, Daniel Thorne sent an ice cream donation. Thank you, Daniel Thorne, for the ice cream. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, the Ninja Genie was from the last stream. So that's why I didn't I didn't talk about that one on DLive. Because at first I was like, did I mention Ninja Gini? I was like, no, nah, that's from the previous one. Let's see. Hardwick, for me, Sam Raimi is the reason that I uh, care about Doctor Strange. While it could turn out bad, I'm rooting for Raimi to pull off making it good. I care about him and don't want him to do see. I don't want to see him fail. That's the thing, though, is that we know, though, that he has been influenced by studios before. 
and therefore has made bad films as a result of it. And so we know how much power Kevin Feige has. We know much how much power and influence Disney has in their films and the filmmaking process. So I, I don't want to see him fail either, but we also have to kind of expect it at this point, don't we? Harwick says, did you know that Katanji Brown Jackson was also the judge in the Pizzagate shooter trial? She helped cover up what, what was really going on. Again, there's just so much about her that is sketchy. That's not even the sketchiest thing that she's done. I think her lighter sentences for, let's just say, disgusting people is uh, should have automatically disqualified her. But what would I know? I'm not a senator. Gormakyle says, people here ignore it, but glad people are waking up. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, glad that some people are finally starting to wake up. Let's see. Gilmer Kyle, as a member, says, Batman on HBO Max. Watch two more times. Still love it. Ah, that's right. I forgot that the Batman just came out on that, so I might have to watch that one again to see if it holds up to second uh, second film. Storm Hoobus Cuber says, Starting to get sleepy. The snooze is taking the bear out. Have a good night, everyone. Hey, thank you very much, good sir. Thank you for being here. Again, I'm about to wrap things up myself, so please hold off on any extra comments. Gary Banjo Sandwich says, Some of the stunts are from the past redone. Oh, so it's like the same event, but it's being redone. I kind of like that, to be honest, though. Because, I don't know, I feel that, and I don't know if this is going to be the last one, but I feel like like with the name like Forever and some of the way that they did the marketing and the trailers, it just feels like this is probably the last one we're going to get. Like, with the majority of this crew, probably for the best. Uh, and, And so that's why it's like, you know, I'm actually excited to watch it because it really is just saying you know, kind of goodbye to, to an era that used to be a pretty big thing, you know? Uh, let's see. Super says, I wanted to see Moonfall in theaters, but missed out. Uh, super happy to see John Bradley, Sanford Game of Thrones in a movie. It looks absolutely ridiculous in the best way. See, it looks absolutely ridiculous in the worst way, but again, obviously I'm going to give it a shot because again, uh, shout out to, uh, shout out to Lionsgate. Always, always taking care of me. Rob D says the, that Moonfall box art looks awesome. Uh, it looks like a sci-fi novel. I know. Seriously, it looks fantastic. I agree. I haven't seen the movie yet, but based on everything I've heard about it, it seems that this cover art is already better than the movie, <laughs> which is uh, probably not the best first impression. Gormakal79 says, overrated horror movie, it's a six. Aw, come on. Come on, man. Cabin in the Woods is not a six. It's solid. It's better than a six. Come on, man. Virtual Fireball, what's going on? How dare you? Victor Fontaine <laughs> says, I went back to the classics this week, picked up Guns of Navarone and Bridge on River Kwai on 4K this week. Yeah, I, I almost picked up the... the bri- no, I have the Bridge on River Kwai uh, 4K. Let's see. Coliseum Builders, any thoughts on Warner Brothers' Bloodbath? Clownfish said some previously announced films are, being, uh, are on the chopping block. Uh, I have not watched or, or heard much about it, but can't say I'm that surprised by it. I don't care. Hardwick, Hardwick, I told you the first time, I don't care. I have two versions of the audiobooks already. I don't need any more. I do I appreciate you reaching out though. For those that don't know, um uh sometimes Hardwick becomes my nemesis. This is one of those times and examples where he becomes my nemesis. Um and uh again, 
I don't, I don't care. Anyway, I love you. Uh, Daniel T, Dolby, come in to kick your butt with the Northman and Top Gun Maverick. That's the thing. Unfortunately, I don't have a Dolby Cinema near me. So uh, I'll have to be either an IMAX or Big D in order to <laughs> get whatever the sound you would call that in there. Uh, General Wingster, good night. Yes, absolutely. Definitely going to have some ice cream. Definitely going to have some ice cream. Uh, Master of, uh, Masters of Nerdum. Uh, Sammy may have to bend the knee to Marvel. Yeah, and again, think about all of the directors that have had to bend the knee to all those various things. Again, I I think that I like what he did with the first two Spider-Man films. I, I like what he's done with other projects, but at the end of the day, he has to do what Disney says. You know? Hardwick, uh, have you heard of The Babysitter 2017? It's a horror comedy from the writer of Love and Monsters. It co-stars Samara, uh, Samara Weaving as a similar concept to the movie Ready or Not. Interesting. Uh, no, I had not heard of that. Uh, Gorbachev 79, the spoilers for Strange really don't sound that woke, but I don't care to watch any more Marvel films. Yeah, I don't see Strange personally getting that woke. I think it, it's going to more so be MCU heavy with Wanda taking a, a primary role in the strange film. I wouldn't be surprised if that were to happen. Um, but other than that, you know, Gomer Kyle says, I'm a horror snob. Sorry. No, 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 no. If, no, that's not what a snob says. Gomer Kyle, you should be like, I'm a horror snob. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> no, man, I appreciate it. And again, all opinions are welcome here. As long as you present them and in, in a fun way in a respectful way and hey you did it he says bruce campbell is his favorite actor hope he's not woke yeah well it's it's kind of hard these days to find someone who is not by the way nathan slay what's going on uh hail to you i i know that there was a comment because i saw it on the live chat pop up but unfortunately i think it did get skipped so again apologies but uh, YouTube sucks, as we are all aware. But we are over time tonight, so I want to say thank you to everybody for hanging out tonight. Smaller crowd than usual, but hey, Asgard is a strong yet mighty community, and I appreciate every single one of y'all. So thank you all very much for the love and the support. Before I go ahead and hit that video, I did want to once again shout out the newest Patreon member, one Eye Jack. Thank you so very much for becoming a member over on Patreon, and also a huge shout out, of course, to my amazing mods, the amazing Valkyrie, Tina and Steph, and of course, Laura, the modern major general of the channel, for hanging out as well, and for making sure that people stay in line, because as you know, as I mentioned earlier, the Marvel Trolls are out in full force, so I'm sure that if I give my honest thoughts about whether it be Doctor Strange 2, whether it be Love and Thunder... Thor, Love and Thunder, Thor 4, whatever whatever the name is. Um, I don't care. Uh, or any of the other MCU films and shows that are set to come out. Lord knows that they will come from the darkness. They will come from underneath the logs that they've been hanging out in. They will come from wherever they've been hibernating. Just so that they can leave a comment on the channel. And when they do, I will see them. I will find them, and I won't kill them, because that's a bit too far, and that's murder, but I will hide them. <laughs> anyway, thank you all so very much for being here. I love you all for the bottom of my heart. Go check out Stephanie B. and Tina B.'s channel. Uh, I think the streamings are still being hosted on Tina B.'s channel, I think, uh, but if not, sub to both of them just in case, and they have a stream coming up very, very soon. Again, 
I'm sure they've already let y'all know about it, but either tonight or the 21st, they have it scheduled. So just check out Tina B's channel. I think that's where it's scheduled right now. Go check it out. And uh, yeah, go ahead and hit that bell. So that way you are notified when they go live and remind you of when they go live and go give them some love. Go give them support. Drop a like, like button. Should be a love button, but drag a, drop a like button on them and on their uh, channel and on uh, on that video and on that stream. It says, uh, down with Warner Brothers until they get their act together, says Tina B. So again, thank you to Tina B, SFB, for being amazing. Uh, I'm going to go get some ice cream. Anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. I'll see you all on Friday Night Tights this Friday. And of course, on uh, Saturday, we will have the Chosen of Valhalla stream. That's right, Chosen of Valhalla stream this Saturday. So starting around noon eastern starting around noon eastern we will have the chosen of valhalla stream so friday night tights i'll be on this weekend and then the chosen of valhalla stream where me and the chosen talk for about three hours roughly uh so it'll be from about 12 to 3 is the plan is the goal so we'll see how things go uh no saturday stream because after streaming for three hours i just can't do a, a an evening stream uh it's kind of what goes along with the uh the chosen stream is that it means basically the stream gets moved up and instead of a traditional Saturday stream, it's a chosen stream, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's fantastic. It's great. Um, and so go check us out and be ready for that uh, this weekend. And also, uh, proms this weekend, so I have to go and chaperone that. And so I have yet another reason to, to not be able to stream in the evening. Anyway, uh, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Uh, because I saw this name pop up, I just reminded, yeah, Orville, June 2nd. I think is the date for it. So early June, uh, better call Saul. I need to better catch up with and, uh, tons of other stuff. I need to catch up with as well. Well, anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. Uh, Tina says, and I expect to be able to finish my movies this Saturday. Well, I'm just saying we only have a certain amount of time. Okay. So if it fits within the time we have, then yes. And, now that you have your own show, you could always, I say, you could do this as a, I will, I will do the four and fives on maybe your show or the lower numbers on your show, whichever one you like or prefer. I don't know. Just something to think about. Just something to think about. Just something to, to consider. Anyway, much love to everybody. <laughs> you guys are all amazing. Be people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my April Patreon, Subscribestar, and Locals members. Starting off with Patreon with Animation Commentator, Brandon, let's go Brandon, Brian P., Christopher Bowman, Father Christopher Miller, Hail to you Father, Father Damian Cook, Garrett Searles, Harold Francis, Hymir Ari Hymason, Inflamed Wood, Jacob from Holland, Jeff Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Gomer Kyle 79, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mondo Spieler, Mr. Peabody, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Priscilla Hall, Rosella Allen, Stan Andrian, Miss Martin Muses, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and Tina B., the Empress of the Universe. Thank you very much for supporting me over on Patreon. And also to my Subscribestar peeps, Matt317, Stormtracker, The R, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, Stan4, John B., Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alice McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, 
J-Rod, the beer guru, and ZK-Man. And also a huge shout-out to my Locals members, uh, starting off with Kara Tharp, K-Tharp56. Also, UAB, Mad Dog, Mike Jackson, Robert Barnes, and also a huge support as well to Brett D90. Thank you very much for supporting me over on Locals. Thank you again to everyone for supporting the channel. Please, if you want your name shouted out at the end of every live stream and video, go ahead and check out the top link at the video description. It is my Willow link, as I like to describe it, and it brings you to a link tree where you get access to all of these different locations, as well as all of the various social media platforms that you can follow me on. If you join at the uh, Citizen of Asgard level, you get your name shouted out at the end of every single live stream and video. Army of Asgard level gets you that, plus you get access to a giveaways channel that I have on discord if you ever don't have access to that giveaways channel please contact me i do send out the link to the discord and and with the instructions on it uh at the beginning of every single month but if you don't have access to that giveaways channel where i'm giving away 4ks and blu-rays and all that kind of stuff as much as i possibly can give away is available there uh please just reach out to me and i will gladly walk through the process to make sure you get access to that giveaways channel and again that is again army of asgard level whether you be on patreon subscribe star or on locals also if you are the keeper of the bifrost level you get access to all of that plus you get access to a podcast that i do with john the flick pick flickinger we try and do it once or twice a month i think we're gonna try and do it twice this month to make up for uh some miscommunication that we had last month so be on the lookout for that and look out for those uh, podcast Q&A posts that are always available on the Patreon main page, the Subscribestar main page, on the YouTube side of things as well. The YouTube community tab, you'll always find the podcast Q&A there and also on the Locals uh, page as well. And if you join at the Chosen of Valhalla level, the highest of the levels, you get access to all of that. Plus, if it's your first month, you get a free t-shirt, any t-shirt you want from my Teespring, my Public, whichever one you want to get it from. You just let me know the size, uh, location I'm sending it to, uh, color, that kind of stuff. You get it sent to you. Plus, you get to be featured once a month on the Chosen of Valhalla live stream where we all come together and just talk about movies and really anything the Chosen wants to talk about. And it is a lot of fun. Anyway, thank you all very much for your love and for your support. You guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.